and continuing with our selected readings for our retreat. The Lord be with you. Reading from our Holy Gospel, the good news according to John. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will follow my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me. But I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I receive from my Father. And this is ours, the gospel, the good news of the Lord. So for those here present in the church, please be seated. And again, good morning to you. It's really lovely for us to be connecting with you here in the church and uh, throughout County Limerick and beyond in different parts of Ireland and throughout the world. And we also welcome um, members of religious congregations. Uh, we know that are specifically tuning in uh, to our summer retreat and it's good to have you with us and religious and priests from a variety of dioceses as well so you're very very welcome all of you and it's just lovely to be here in that global um, expression of faith together the retreat started yesterday as you know and it consists of of eucharist at 10 a.m and we're blessed to have Paul on the organ and Francis uh, cantering uh, throughout the week. And it'll continue until Saturday, this coming Saturday, the 17th. And it's the 10 a.m. Mass, and then there is a, a talk at 11 a.m. So you're welcome, those in the, in the church uh, physically present, if you want to come back for that or to stay on for that, feel free. Um, and then the... Blessed Sacrament will be exposed at 12 o'clock uh, for an hour. And again, uh, for those who, who are here, feel free to come and to go. 
and we will have our second uh, talk at four o'clock here in the church and you can tune in to all of that on novena.ie as well and you can contact the shop and the monastery uh, through that uh, uh, by contacting uh, the shop and uh, email or by phone during office hours as well. For those of you that are at home, you're going to see an image of the Good Shepherd. And it'll be just right uh, beside uh, the image of of, uh, the pulpit here. When you think of the image of the Good Shepherd, what are you visualizing? What do you visualize? Artists sometimes give the viewer what they want to see. Sometimes artists break the mold, but sometimes they give the viewer what they want to see, or what they expect, what they visualize the image should be according to what fits with their expectations. So when we think of the Good Shepherd, let's be honest, for most people, if you've ever seen artists' impressions of the Good Shepherd, it normally has Jesus as a white man, practically always, as a white man. And often there is flowing hair, light blonde flowing hair and normally there's a beautiful pastoral scene surrounding it and Jesus is normally dressed in crisp white flowing garment and he's cradling the whitest purest cleanest lamb that you could possibly imagine For those of you that are at home watching this, you can see, gaze into this image and see if it matches some of your expectations. It's all very perfect. It's all very clean. It's all very pure. It's all very comforting. It's the image that comes to mind for so many of us. There's nothing wrong with that inherently. This image is ubiquitous in in Christianity. But there's a lot missing from that kind of a picture. And if that's the only image that we have, our spirituality is missing out. For a shepherd who is supposed to be sleeping and working outside... There's a surprising lack of dirt in that image. It doesn't strike us as the kind of man who would smell like sheep, dung, and body odor. We wouldn't expect to see him trudging through the rocky Palestinian hills in search of a patch of grass with a bunch of stubborn sheep. This kind of an image of Jesus, as beautiful as it is, 
It's more like Jesus walking through a field of wild flowers with happy, frolicking lambs bouncing around him as music swells in the background. Perhaps of never wanting for anything, of having a banquet table prepared for us in the presence of our enemies of still waters and green pastures. See, it's an image, I think, of gentle power, of someone who can control the uncontrollable in our world. Isn't that what we want of Jesus as his disciples? We want Jesus to tame what is wild and unruly in the world, who... I suppose with the crook of his staff can, can solve what's unsolvable and answer what's unanswerable in life, who can protect and defend against the inverted commas thieves and bandits of the world who, who, who come only to, to, to steal and, and to kill and to destroy like the wolves. But regardless of what we want though, we all, no matter who you are, we eventually come face to face with the reality that our world is still wild and unruly, still with Jesus present. That there are still questions without answers. There are still thieves and bandits in the world bent on destruction. We know that in our world. We know that in the tragedies that happen. We know that in the devastation that COVID has done to us. And it's fair if you have been searching in your heart honestly and saying, Good Shepherd, where are you? Where was the Good Shepherd when thousands of people lost their lives in this island to COVID? Where is the shepherd that will sanitize all that is wrong with the world, who will clean up all that's messy and, and misplaced in our own personal lives and stories and narratives? These are good questions. Don't stop questioning. Let them lead you into uncomfortable spaces and places because with faith they lead you to God. The sheepfold is an interesting reality. To live within the walled-off reality of the sheepfold. You see, the sheepfold was essentially a secure pen in the wilderness, constructed of large stones, and it kept the sheep safe and guarded by a gatekeeper while the, the shepherd was away. Safe and secure. We can think that the shepherd always led the flock to safety. That's kind of the images that we have, isn't it? Isn't that what a shepherd does? Not entirely. Not if it's a true shepherd. Not if it's in the image of Christ as a shepherd. 
You see, sometimes the shepherd arrives to the sheepfold and calls the sheep from the safety of the walled pen to come out of that safe space and place and follow the shepherd. Not to safety, but sometimes directly and specifically and deliberately to open wilderness. You see, that's where the shepherd always is. God is always there. The darkest, messiest moments of your story and your memories, our sins and our difficulties, that's where God is, where the shepherd always is, calling us as disciples. See, the shepherd always isn't in the sheepfold. The shepherd is beyond its boundaries, beyond the walls, beyond the place of safety and comfort. And the shepherd comes at times to drive out the sheep from the safety into pasture where there is risk but abundant life in potential. Abundant life is not necessarily a safe life, mind you. Out beyond the sheep pen, there is most certainly green pastures and still waters but there's also roaming predators wolves and bandits there's also a valley shadowed by death now I think it's not just in our images of the shepherds that we've sanitized maybe as Christians as Catholics as religious as priests sanitized and cleaned up See, sometimes we do it to the scriptures. We do it to the text itself. We sheepishly say that, that Jesus simply brings out all his own from the sheep pen. But if you delve into it, some of the translating is very interesting. The Greek is so much more interesting. The verb used, actually, in this part of the, the, the gospel is actually the same exact same verb that gospel writers use to describe the violent casting out of demons. The shepherd casts out his sheep from the safety of the pen and suddenly these sheep who heard the shepherd's voice are quite literally themselves outcast. In the gospel of John's historical context this actually makes sense if we look into the, the, the scriptural context. Within the last half of the first century, after the, the destruction of the temple by Roman military forces, John's gospel is actually set amidst an intense conflict within Judaism. You think that there's conflict within Catholicism? Just in recent decades or centuries it's at the very root of our spiritual identity and it resulted in the expulsion of Jewish Christians from the synagogue in other words like the sheep in the story early followers of Christ were cast out from the safety of the sheepfold so this text that we have had the privilege of hearing today, for the, those Jewish Christians that, that were cast out by their own community, this text would have offered incredible comfort, knowing that Jesus is the shepherd of all. 
reminding them that Jesus was outside the sheepfold, that all they had to do was to continue, despite the messiness, to follow his voice, to find good pasture to restore their souls. We live in an Ireland today where it is becoming more and more difficult to be Catholic, where more and more people are almost apologizing for who they are or keeping quiet or just talking about the issues that are easier to talk about. We've experienced challenging times in the last year and a half having our church doors closed being separated from one another physically and spiritually and yet we have remained faithful this good shepherd challenges us to move out of some of those safe spaces and places. To realize that Jesus is in those people, situations, where sometimes we think he isn't. Sometimes we think he isn't, but he's there. He's there in the outcasts in our society, those disenfranchised and marginalized. And oftentimes it is outside of the church, but sometimes it's actually inside the church. Sometimes it's in the Christian community that people can feel disenfranchised and marginalized. And Jesus is your good shepherd, too. Sometimes it's not about making everything perfect. It's about holding on to the witness of who we are. It's challenging ourselves to reach out in the ways that Jesus reached out. And it's not necessarily about fixing or solutions. There's a very interesting Aboriginal woman in Australia called Lilla Watson. And she was sharing her story. And she was explaining to some very well-intentioned people and organizations that were coming to Australia to help the outcast there. And she said this word, these words, if you come here to help me, you are wasting your time. But if you have come because your liberation is bound up with mine, know them, know others. If you've come because your liberation is bound up with mine, then let's work together that's the point that in some way this boundary crossing shepherd who calls us into discipleship calls all of us is calling us to the idea that our liberation our salvation is tied up with the salvation and liberation 
spiritually and humanly, of all. The good shepherd of all. In the name of the Father, Son and Spirit. If you're following us, we'd love to hear from you just to get some idea as to where people are who are joining in this retreat. So do please drop us an email wherever you are just to let us know um, that you're taking part in this.